everybody, and welcome back to this week's edition of the Wing Addiction Podcast. I'm your host, Josh, and as always, my co-host is my lovely wife, Leslie. Hi, y'all. We have a great podcast for you. This week, we've got to introduce our new sponsor of the podcast. And who is that, Miss Leslie? Reese with High Plains Gear. High Plains Gear. Dude. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. We got our stuff from High Plains Gear, and it is next level. From their Desert Hunter to their Uplander, they have a bird vest that is amazing. Um, they also have uh, transmitter cases for dog tra- I think, or not a dog tra- uh, yeah, the Pro 550 Plus, and a, the Dog tra- Edge. Yes, they got a Dr. Edge and a Pro 550 Plus receiver holsters, or excuse me, transmitter holsters that are just, they're banging. Uh, something huge is in the works for the company also that it's going to take, it's going to be big when they come you're out. You're going to want to check them out and you're going to want to keep up with what they're doing because um, they're next level. We're talking highest quality materials made in the USA. Um the design is tactical and it, it, it's functional and it's made to not fail. You just stuttered when you said it, it, it's tactical. I was trying to be cool. Are you like rapping? It, it, it's t- 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 tactical. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> check them out. Highplanesgear.com. And guess what? Patrons. We have something coming down the pipe from High Plains Gear. So be sure if you're not a patron and you're interested in this huge giveaway, that's Y-U-U-U-G-E, that's huge giveaway, uh, jump on patreon.com forward slash wing addiction podcast. Become a patron, pitch us a bone, help us out, help us get to where we're going, help bring this material to you, these as we used to, or I used to say, the prescriptions are expensive for this stuff. So, mm-hmm. yes, and we are actually looking to upgrade our podcasting equipment. So, with y'all's help, uh, we might even have a little sound effects, the drum rolls, and all that stuff. But uh, check out Reese at HighPlainsGear.com. We are stoked about this uh, journey with them, and um, it's uh, all like she said, made in the U.S. Materials are made in the U.S. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be good. Um, our other sponsors, this episode's also brought to you by Onyx Hunt. Know where you stand with Onyx Hunt. As I always like to say, no matter where you're going, no matter where you've been, you'll never have to worry because there's always that pen. Onyx Shook Professional Dog Food. And Dakota 283 Kennels. Cable Gangs. Cable Gangs down in Louisiana with a Z, C-A-B-L-E-G-A-N-G-Z. Check out Brennan Landry and Cable Gangs. And also... Sport Dog. SportDog.com. Whether you're looking for a beeper collar for your bird dogs, a wetland unit for your retriever, or whether you're looking for a pet containment system for your yard... Check them out at sportdog.com. Customer service is awesome. And we should have a podcast coming up with them before too long where we discuss some new products. Yes. So that'll be cool too. Yep. Do some neat giveaways with Mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff from our sponsors. Um, Again, 
become a patron. Yep. Um, go to patreon.com um, and become a patron and make sure you get the best opportunity mm-hmm. at uh, free things, but not just regular free things, the best free things. We need to get some hats and, made and start giving our patrons hats. Uh, don't even get me started, man. I'm still trying. She's I'm been still on waiting for a on year. those orange license plates from freaking China. So I'm going to have to do some work. Yeah, for yeah, sure. But we are going to get some hats. Why am I, some will start tomorrow just to, we're just going to do it. We're just going to bite the bullet. All new patrons get hats. That's that's it. So I'm going to, well, yeah, they're going to be cool patch. Yeah, like welcome hats. Personalized yeah. welcome packages. Yeah. You already get a little something, but you're you're going to get, uh, you're going to get more. Yeah. We're gonna I'm going to get some cool it's patch hats. I'm going to get some cool patch hats made for our patrons. So, uh, and we'll probably have a little merch store set up somewhere if you want to buy that. But it's all coming down the line. It's bigger and better. It's the Wing Addiction Podcast. And we're not going to waste no more time. We're going to get right on here with Reese because this guy is is cool and I love his stuff. Uh, one more thing, though. little plug. I, again, we are down 50 pounds. 52. 52. Um, in together, 30 days. In 30 days. So um, we're feeling great we're looking great people are starting to say things like when they see us uh one of our kids told us the other day we looked weird because we lost weight and which i think is funny campbell Um, our youngest told me this evening i was i actually had my hole punchers i found my hole punchers today uh for the leather hole punchers and i was in the kitchen and i had my belt off and punching a new hole in it because i've went to the last loop on my belt and i just bought this belt back in spring and campbell said She's our 15-year-old. She said she's the one that shows the pigs, oh, you're you're punching a new hole in your belt. I didn't even know they made things like that. She said, you're getting so little. <laughs> <laughs> All I got to say is those chuckers out in Oregon, they better watch out because I don't know if they can keep up with me or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, just watch For out. Sure. Um, well, I'm always going to be slow. It doesn't matter how She, she could weigh 75 always. pounds and still move like yeah. a sloth. Yeah, it was born this way. Bless her heart. Seriously. She thinks fast though. She I don't even that's know the I fastest think thing. Fast. No, you're quick on your feet. I'm quick with comebacks. Yeah, that's and what with I'm saying. Wit, but yeah. like, no, I there's a lot going on in this. As head. we're recording this right now, she's got her hand on her side of her head, and it reminds me of that video that they recorded. We are the world. Remember, they all had their hands on the side of their head, listening to themselves sing, and it's kind of what she looks like as we're recording this intro. I'm actually just trying to hold my head up. We are the world. Late. We are the children. We are the ones that make a brighter day, so let's start giving. That's the only song he knows the words to. Dude, I sang that in the shower. For, um, he, he knows Christmas songs. He knows Christmas songs, and he knows that song. Everything else, he always sings the wrong words. But No, I don't. Uh, yeah, he does. Sometimes, but yeah, he anyways. Does. Hey, everybody but check. But anyway, if you want to know what we're doing, and you want us to help you do the same, um, send us an email, wingaddictionpodcast at gmail.com. Or send us a DM on uh, Insta. Instagram, and uh, we'll give you a call and yeah. talk to you and try to help you. It's what all the hunters are doing. You would be it would it blew my mind when we got on this diet and we're a member of this face certain Facebook group, and it's all hunters. And I mean, there's like 
famous hunters you're like oh my gosh they're on there chatting with so it's pretty cool it's what all the big hunters are doing to lose weight it's it's awesome but anyways i'm not here to make a plug for weight loss but i'm just bragging on ours of course but anyways everybody check this podcast out you are going to love it it's reese with high plains gear here we go i'm down in the basement so there you go just they have like an unfinished basement and they kind of made a bunk room and well the acoustics is great there is it yes oh yeah sounds good yeah sounds official sounds like you're in a podcast studio somewhere <laughs> man there so, was a there was like our daughter she's two and a half and then mariah's nine and then there was like another nine-year-old and uh i don't know a six-year-old and a four-year-old and man it was it was loud and when the when the three kids left i was like holy cow that's nice it is like a little bit quiet now. <laughs> that's our life every day but <laughs> Um, my oldest is 24 and she has a three-year-old and they come here every day every after day. work and after she picks them up. And then when they leave to go to their house, it's like, oh, yeah. it's so quiet. I'm actually looking at your website right now. Um, you got a pretty cool website. Who done your website for you? Uh, we did, but... With the caveat, we had to hire a professional marketing gal. We went through her like six month class. And first thing she said was like, let's switch over. I'm like, okay. And it, of course she wanted to do it like right before Pheasant Fest. So we finally got that launch and got some way better pictures. So yes. Uh, hey everybody with the wing addiction podcast, feed our dogs a nook shook professional dog food with formulas ranging from 26, 16, 30, 25, 32, 32, and their new Marine 16 and Marine 25 formulas. We feed and recommend a Nookshook. If it's good enough for the mushers in Canada, it's definitely good enough for our bird dogs. Check them out at anookshookpro.com. It's kind of a work in progress, too. We And it's a lot, we went to Squarespace, so it's actually a lot easier to use and mm-hmm. adjust because we were on Shopify and you almost needed like a damn coding brain it just it wasn't intuitive and i'm not good at that stuff and it took me like two weeks to build it and it was it was a rough go right so, leslie's on the other side of the table from you how's it going <laughs> yeah we we used to re- record side by side but i can kick her easier now under the table than i hey there you go it kind of got a little violent when she sat beside me. She put me in a headlock every once in a while. And... Uh, I just try to keep him straight. He calls everybody the wrong name. You'll probably experience that. He can't help it, but he does it to like all of us too. So it's not just it's because a, it's a new person he's met or it's, something. It's hereditary. My dad's the same oh, way. His, it is. His dad's name's Ronnie. I'm always like, all right, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, holler, he'll holler at my mom and call her 17 people's names before he'll holler Gail. So... Well, when we picked up our dog in Germany, her, she came with the name Cora, a registered mm-hmm. name. And I was like, oh, I kind of like that. I'm just going to keep it. Mm-hmm. And then we named our daughter Clara. So I'll be outside and like dog will be doing something. I'll yell at the dog and call her Clara or vice versa. And it's, I was like, geez, that wasn't mm-hmm. smart thinking. <clears throat> well, um, for our listeners, we've been recording for, for our listeners. Welcome to the podcast here. Uh, we have Reese on tonight with High Plains Gear. Reese is a retired Marine. Um, he's wife, the owner. Wife's a retired Marine. I only spent six years. I oh, got okay, out all okay. her around. 
Oh, okay. I knew one of y'all. Okay. Well, wife's a retired Marine. And so she was a Marine. Leslie and I were d- trying to decide last night, was she the Marines? We were or trying to remember. Yeah. Remember. I knew there was a difference, but I didn't Yeah. Know. So the, so the wife's the tough one and Reese just follows yep. her around. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, he is the, uh, his wife and, uh, and his self, they are the owners of uh, high plains gear which we would love to welcome to the podcast as a as our newest sponsor and reese it's it's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you in the past few weeks getting to know you real good and man your gear is something else well i appreciate it we we try to make a pretty good product and been working on it for a while and been having having a lot of fun doing it american made american <clears throat> made materials assembled in america it's if if Leslie told somebody we were doing a podcast last night, I think with, uh, uh, I think it was last night or not before she's talked about the high plains gear. She said, if you're not, if you're not wearing a high plains, uh, high plains gear, are you even American? So <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, we actually talked a lot about it on the podcast we did last night. Um, and I was talking about uh, how surprised, like when I put the belt on, I was like, man, this is like, it like hugs you. It's like the belt is supporting you instead of you supporting like a vest, you know, it's, it's, it's so comfortable. And I, cool. yeah, go ahead. I, I just, uh, you know, when I first pulled it out of the box, I was like, man, this thing kind of feels heavy. And then I put it on and I was telling Josh, I was like, this is going to make, you know, it, it really will make all the difference because, and I, I'm the only one out of our hunting group that actually liked my vest. Um, and I mean, I, it has its things, you know, it's quirks, but, um, you know, it really didn't bother me too much until, you know, like I, um, what's the name of the, the, I want to get the name of the product exactly right. Cause the one you had yes. previously, no, a, no, his, Oh, the, his is the desert hunter. Yeah. The desert hunter. So when I put it on, I was like, Oh yeah, this is going to make all the difference versus what I've been having trouble with because like on the design for my vest, um, there, the way it hits me, at the waist and I can adjust it up and down, but it doesn't matter. I've played with it. um, It, it messes with my pants The so my hunting pants that I wear most of the time, um, they have an adjustable waist on them. That's like Velcro. And so, Mm -hmm. and both, and they're the same brand as the vest that I wear too. So they, they don't really work that well together, but it, it messes up the adjustment on my pants. So I'm always having to fix my pants and my vest. And so I put that on and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be perfect. Like I am so stoked to, to like get out and walk 40 miles in it. (laughs) (laughs) 2.5 ounces. I think it's super duper light to what i compared it is, to but when i pulled it out you know i was like i guess because it's small too yeah so like you're thinking you know for the size i was like that feels very durable and maybe it was heavy but then it's not no, it's but i'm used light. to like you expect like a big vest like 
and my vest not isn't even as bulky as yours yeah your I, I'm, i've been hunting the old burden light for about 30 years oh yeah 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 i think that's i think every upland owner in a, or ever upland hunter in the country's owned a burden light one time oh, or the other i i had one about 10 years ago yes it's it's just whatever but uh yeah so um like we were saying it's it's made in america reese tell us what got you wanting to do your own thing and i'm so glad you did <laughs> appreciate it no uh i got out of the marine corps in 2012 and was still in the reserves and uh met a uh, one of the first guys i met uh when we moved to camp pendleton california uh was my buddy's house i'm actually at right now and he was our neighbor and he's from north dakota and uh you know fast forward he's still active duty i got off active duty and he invited me out and I've been coming out here every, every fall since 2012 and spent a lot of time out here and, uh, kind of grew up, grew up doing a lot of, uh, elk hunting, uh, in Wyoming, both my wife and I were born and raised in Wyoming. And then every, um, Christmas we go on like a bird hunt over in the Bighorn Basin where my, my parents are from. So had done not a ton of bird hunting, but enough to have fun. And then really got into the, uh, coming out here to North Dakota and then fast forward to 2015, got my first dog and had her for a couple of years. And 2017 rolled around. I was looking for a new bird hunting vest. And there was two I was interested in. One you couldn't get. The other one was pretty cool. And uh, it was 300 bucks, which I'm a gear guy. So I didn't have any problem spend 300 bucks. But oh, yeah. I really looked at it and I was like, man, that doesn't fix any of my problems. And uh, I bought a sewing machine and started, uh, taught myself how to sew off YouTube and started tearing apart a lot of my military gear and like load bearing belts I'd use and some hunting gear and a couple other, uh, like some backpacking gear, just trying to figure out how they made it. And, uh, just started like hodgepodge and stuff together. And, uh, yeah, now we're, now we're here. Dude, I'm telling you, I, what, the one thing I love about your belt is the Molly system on it. Yeah. And the way that that fastens, I mean, I've already, of course, when you sent us our systems, um, you had the, uh, it's desert hunter systems, but you know, you can attach the shoulder straps and game bird bag to it, yep. but it, I have a, a training belt that you sent me that I'm going to use for dog training, of course. And you know how you had the big pouch on the back? Well, actually you left it out, uh, loose just so I was going to get it perforated to carry yep. the pigeons. But anyways, I've said, you know what, I'm going to put the big bag on my right side and have the two shell bags on my left side and one I'll probably keep like whistles and stuff in, you yep. know, and then one for shells or blanks or whatever. And I mean, it's just so modular. You can just, whatever you, you can use the dang thing to go, you know, use it as just a hiking belt if you wanted to. And it's so modular and there's so many things you can do with that belt. Well, and I knew that was after being in the Marine Corps and basically living in gear for four years. Um, I knew I wanted to use a mod the Molly system because it is so modular and you don't, there's so many aftermarket med kits, right. And mm -hmm. just about everybody makes a Molly attachment. So, um, instead of like trying to reinvent the wheel on that, like, Hey, the military has been using it for a long time. It works. You can customize it how you want. We're going to stick with that. <clears throat> and then the other, and you guys kind of hit on that was the belt. Um, I really got tired of stuff just hanging on my shoulders. And even in the, in the military, you're wearing your flak vest and all that stuff, mm -hmm. just like hanging on your shoulders. And then you get really getting into the bird hunting world and you're out here in the Dakotas 
chasing pheasants and dogs are bringing you all the birds and that stuff gets heavy after a while. And then you're, oh, yeah. you know, you're dropping shells. So I was like, Hey man, we can, we can make a lot better belt. So, and the military and a lot of companies that supply the military or aftermarket, um, military load bearing belts, mm-hmm. like they they've got that down. So I just modified a, a couple of different companies and kind of looked at them and like, Hey, I can definitely adapt this to the bird hunting world. Dakota 283 kennels are molded and assembled in the USA. Dakota 283 is dedicated to building unparalleled pet protection and tailgate lifestyle products for you and your best friends. Check them out today at dakota283.com. And some of those are a lot heavier and heavier duty. Um, So I just kind of played with it and it's it's pretty wide, but that helps really distribute the weight. and thin too. some of the other military ones they're they're pretty thick and s- stick away from your body a little bit right, so right. and pouches and all that so yeah that was that was really the kind of the the core of the system that i really wanted to work on and make comfortable for me because i knew if it was going to be comfortable for me it'd be comfortable for for everybody out there so that was those were those were two big points that i really wanted to hit uh and uh and yeah plus the made in the U S with U S made materials. So, Oh man, I'll tell you, that's, that's awesome. Now I, the one thing that I absolutely love about this belt is that buckle system you got on the front, Yeah, man, you, you just hook that thing up and pull your straps toward the front. And it just, it just feels like a, like a warm hug. You know what I'm saying? It just feels like almost so easy that I was too stupid to figure it out. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, because you're used to pulling back, you know, and Josh goes, no, pull forward. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's like so comfy and so easy to adjust. Yes. And it, natural feeling. And then what what the, the buckle you put on that? What's that design called? That's an Austrian Alpine Cobra buckle, which is widely used. They they make some rigor type belts and stuff pretty widely used in the uh, tactical world. A lot of military guys are running those. And the original ones are. uh aluminum and you can get those two inch aluminum ones but i kind of wanted to save on weight and they um Mm -hmm. they have a contract here here in the states with a company um that can make them very compliant so the um u.s military can buy those Mm -hmm. Uh, so found those and and uh I kind of looked at going with the the aluminum ones and I I was actually at their factory in Austria uh when we were living over there it was a really cool place they do a lot of mountaineering gear Mm -hmm. um but I was like, man, you don't really need, you don't really need the extra weight. And those things are pretty expensive compared to these. So mm-hmm. just go with the plastic. And the thing I like about those is they're, they're a lot heavier duty than the side release buckles, like on your packs and mm-hmm. uh, like packing packs for backpacking, um, man, you know, it's 10 below zero and you slam one of those in the car door and you, you break it. Yep. and you're kind of out and then your your system isn't working so yeah these are these are super heavy duty and and i have yet to even come close to break one i mean if you took a you know little sledgehammer to it you could bust oh, it yeah. but they're they're easy they're quick they work really well almost indestructible so found those and was off to the races uh that i love that i just at first i, I of course anybody can snap it together and i thought okay how do i unhook this and then i realized how to unhook it and i was like wow that is I mean that it's it's comfortable. The buckles too is not one of those. It's not a big square, bulky something yep. that they're, you're snapping through that's eating into your 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 either your waistline or your you know your belly or something. It's just 
it's there. You can't even feel a buckle on, you know, especially once you get it cinched up, it is, it's very comfortable. Well, see, that's another thing about it too, though, that I noticed is that, you know, a lot of things you have to tighten them super tight because they slide down. Mm -hmm. But the way that it's designed to sit on your body, you don't have to cinch it like so freaking tight that you're going to like vomit, Yeah, you know, just to keep it on your body. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that that's pretty impressive too. But the, how did you come up? Where did the design for the collapsible pouch come from? (laughs) <laughs> because that is the neatest thing ever. Well, that that was my other big like issue to solve because you know side release buckles, zippers. We used a ton of zippers in the military, and they're awesome when you need like a hundred percent gear retention. Your life essentially like could uh, depend on keeping the gear on your body. But even those super heavy duty YKK zippers, like they ended up breaking on you, and then you know you got like 40, 50 bucks into a a pouch. And it breaks on you. Um, the the snap buttons, like they don't work very well. They wear out pretty quick. And then the other thing, like once you open those, you don't end up closing them. And then you're dropping shells and everybody knows like shells are s- stupid expensive nowadays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, going under a fence or through a fence, bend over whatever you have. And um, yeah, I, I kind of just took that from the bird dog train world with the the pigeon bags and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I can, I can make a pretty cool pocket. Mm-hmm. So now if you don't close it and you go running after quail or chuck or whatever, like you're going to drop shells, but you don't have to look at it. You got the pull tab on there. Mm-hmm. Easy, open, easy, close. Yep. They work really well and they're, they're super handy. So yeah, yes. took that one from the old bird dog training world. Yeah, that that long tab, the long pull tab on, is easy to find because I was, I of course I'm a like you, I'm a gear junkie, and I was just kind of nerding out when I got it on, and so you know I was just kind of reaching blindly on my side and saying how easy it was to find, and I mean it's you reach to your pocket and that's the first thing you feel is that big tab sticking up, easy to open to close. So when you're in the heat of the battle and you got birds flying everywhere, yeah. shooting a double and you're ejecting you're not like shells, pulling a string to cinch and tie. I mean nobody yeah. has time for that. Yeah, and like you said, those uh, the one thing that I like about the besides the spring opening you have on it is it's completely open when you open it. Yeah. You've not got a flap to worry about, you know, digging down. It's, it's you open it. And, and it's it has open. like two phases of opening. Like you open it and then you can open it fully, yeah. you know? So like you could like, I don't know, you wouldn't have to fully expand it open if you were just like yeah. grabbing real quick to grab a shell or whatever. Yeah, it, it's, it's a sweet deal. Now, something we haven't uh, talked about also is your, your shoulder strap game bag and tell us a little bit more about the, I know that the whole system, what does the whole system weigh the way the belt and the game bag straps and all. If you run the uplander that has like the shoulder straps and the game bag, the medium, it's like 2.4 or five pounds. So it's, <laughs> it's not very, it's not very heavy. And, and that was like, that had, to, that was like some of my other criteria is like, I didn't want, the I wanted the weight off the shoulders. I didn't want something that was big and bulky and heavy. And I wanted mm-hmm. it to be simple, um, mm-hmm. but extremely functional. So that was, that was a lot of the design criteria. Um, and then, uh, sorry, what was the, what was the rest of the question? 
yeah, I was just the tangent there. Yeah, no, no, you answered my question. I just, you know, I just asked, you know, what the complete system weighed with shoulder yeah. harness and game bag and everything on it. So 2.4, 2.5 pounds, that's light. Nice. Yeah, that's super light. And what kind of material, I haven't never, I've never asked you this, what kind of material is your bags and your belts made out of? Everything's made out of either uh, a 500D or a 1000D Cordura. Oh, okay. Uh, so a, a synthetic, basically nylon thread um, that doesn't absorb any moisture. You can get some moisture trapped between the actual like weave of it, but it doesn't, it's not like cotton or right. uh, mm -hmm. like duct, you know, wax canvas or anything like that. So, cause I, I kind of looked at that, but I hate cleaning gear mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. and I didn't want, I want it to be low maintenance and easy to clean and, you know, you can take it all apart and at the end of a hunting season and, you know, a stiff bristle brush and some really light soap or just hose it off and put it back together and you're ready to rock. So, um, it's, it's a lightweight, durable, durable, durable material that I, we used in our gear in the Marine Corps and it, it lasts. Um, so that was, and it's made in the U S so that was like the other big deal. So, so there, so there's actually people that clean their gear, <laughs> right? I, I still have, I still have a, a desert hunter that's going on two years that I haven't cleaned. So yeah, man, I, I tell you the one thing I love about back of those pockets real quick, I have a habit of when I get back to the truck unsnapping what I've got on and just taking one strap and just all in one motion unstrapping, and throwing it in the back of the truck that the, the vest that I previously lose, it seems, and I can't break myself from it. Every time I throw it in the back of the truck with those pockets, style of pox you hear shells fly everywhere you're like yep. crap so you're in here picking these th this is going to be a game changer i'm so fired well up. think about the people that have to carry like medication and stuff too like uh, mm -hmm. you know i mean they're not going to lose it you're not going to lose anything out of that out of those pouches cable gangs cable gangs is your one-stop shop for premium tie-outs for all sporting dogs one dog or 20 they have a system for you whether it's a single dog stakeout or a multi-dog cable gang they also offer endless customizations so you can get a system that fits your needs for your dog also check out their force fetch systems quick release tie-outs for retrievers and impact reducing roading rigs cablegangs.com with a z that's c-a-b-l-e-g-a-n-g-z.com that's cable gangs so we've uh so what else we've talked about the desert hunter and, and when you put that together, it's called the uplander. Am I correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. So we've, so we've got, uh, it's all based on the one system and, uh, what else is high plains gear into making right now besides just the uplander and the, the desert hunter? We got a, we got another pocket coming out. That's kind of like, it's a, it uses the same, um, spring steel bracket, but it has like another pocket. So it's kind of a double pocket. So you open that up and then there's another pull tab. So you can slip like a phone in there and then there's a piece of Velcro to kind of se secure your phone. Then you can put, you know, your Leatherman or a few extra shells on the, on your offside. Um, and then we got, we make a pro 550, a Garmin pro 550 plus holster. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of a holster, kind of a skin. We use some of the same materials and once you put it on, then there's a, a clip on that. So you can put it on your shoulder it's adjustable for both left and right hand shooters. And then like with the desert hunter, when we chase chuckers a lot in Wyoming, mm -hmm. uh, I'll actually take that clip off and you can run it upside down and then run it on your, on one of your pockets. So, um, and then the 
Dogtra RT Edge. We make a holster for that one. Then I need mm-hmm. to get cranking on a holster for just the Pro 550 because we're at a we're at a trade show and guys were beating me up about that one. I'm like, okay, I'll, uh, I'll get one of those knocked out here pretty quick. So, but now it's hunting season, so that's kind of taking a a oh, back, on the back right burner, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's awesome. And uh, we're not going to mention anything else. You talked to me uh, last week about a, another something you're working on, which you don't know how excited I am for that. Uh, yeah. You, 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 you've put a, a teaser or two out on Instagram, but uh, it's what's coming down the pipe from high, high plains gear. People is going to be a game changer. It's uh and it's something that you can use. I'm going to throw another hint here. It's something you can use whether you're chasing chuckers or whether you're in the, in the briars in the Southeast, I'll just put it that way. It's, yeah. it, it's big. Yeah. I've been, I've been testing them out the last 10 days. So they're, uh, they're pretty close. So we'll probably have to, we'll probably have to make another, another prototype and then, uh, they, they should be pretty close, but they've been, they've been super cool so far. Yeah. Well, that's I'm fired up about those. That's, uh, when I we was talking the other night, you mentioned something about those. I looked at Leslie, my eyes got this big round. I was like, Oh my God, she's coming <laughs> out with this. Get out. Wait. Uh, so any other things besides that, uh, what we're just talking about on the horizon for, for high plains gear or where you want to, I mean, how big are you wanting to stay on the level of order one at a time for the customers that is that where this company wants to stay or are we trying, are you going to try to, Hey, I won't ever store in the world to carry these things. What are you, what's, what's the plans for Reese or what's his vision for high plains gear? I really want, uh, I, I mean, however big it grows, it grows. I'm not necessarily worried about that. What I'm, um, really trying to do is, provide guys with gear that, that is extremely functional. It's comfortable. Um, and then made in the U S with U S made materials, mm-hmm. you know, that's what a lot of box stores aren't necessarily going to carry that. Um, mm-hmm. because the, the margins aren't there for them, right? Like mm-hmm. I know what a lot of, a lot of stuff made overseas, what, what people have into them and then, you know, what the markup is and we could never ever compete with that. But, um, a lot of guys nowadays from bird hunting to duck hunting to big game hunting, um, made in the U S means something to people. And and the nice thing was during COVID, like all these materials were made in the U S there was no, there was no shortage of materials. So mm-hmm. the, the pipeline or the, uh, what do I want to say? Yeah. You, you guys know what I'm trying to say. There there yeah. was no, there was never a, a backup or waiting for materials to come in from, overseas so um you know we 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 really believe in in providing or making creating jobs here in the Mm -hmm. states um and we're actually with the next product we're actually working with a company in wyoming and they they do an awesome job with their stuff and they have a little kind of micro factory so we're like super excited to work with them um and and that little factory is doing some really cool stuff. So mm-hmm. um, some of the relationships we've built have been really cool, just like with that factory over there. Um, and that's that's part of what we're trying to do is just kind of create a little ecosystem and um, provide people with quality gear. Yeah, it's it seems like in the past, you know, in the in the eighties and the nineties, it was 
you know, everything was going overseas. Everything started going overseas, late eighties, early nineties, everything started going overseas and everybody wanted to save a buck. And it seems like, you know, the, the pendulum always swings from one side to the other, you know, yeah. and it seems like now, you know, your fine uh, clothing companies and your, you know, your fine upland gears or your waterfowl gears, everybody's taking pride in, Hey, let's bring it back to the country here. Let's, let's create jobs. And I want to uh, commend you for that because that's uh, taking pride in, in, in what you, in what you build is, is awesome. And I'm sure your customer service reflects that. What I haven't even asked you, what kind of warranty do you have on your belts? Uh, everything we make has a lifetime warranty on it. So you ever have any kind of problems, like give me a call. There was a guy, what was that? I was at the grouse camp in Wisconsin and I ran into a guy and he bought a desert hunter from me in, uh, um, at pheasant fest. And he had lost a couple of the, um, on the water bottle holster, the, uh, geez, I can't even think right now. The clip on the shop shot cord. I had a couple. I'm like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll send. Oh, yeah. So, no, oh, that yeah. was that's basically like all we've had so far. I've I have a couple guys. They've been running for a couple of years ago, and they're they're holding together really well. And the guy, the company I found that that makes our stuff because I knew I didn't want to sit behind a sewing machine for eight hours a day. So, exactly, yeah. um, the company we found, he's he's an awesome guy. They do really really good work. We even had a company at Pheasant Fest there was a guy that came up and said, Hey man, I've been in the needle trades for 30 years. Like your, your quality is awesome. Like how'd you pull this off? And they're actually, they make a lot of stuff overseas, but they're trying to bring some stuff back. So that was a really cool conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, lifetime warranty on workmanship materials. And even if, you know, you're going over a fence or something and you rip something on it, like get a hold of us, we can get it fixed up for you for a small fee. And, you know, get you get you on your way well man i'm telling you anybody that's ever wear uh, worn a, gr a good pair of, of hunting boots knows what good cordura is it is the toughest stuff yeah i mean that stuff is just absolutely bulletproof um it's it's great but with a great customer service like that i mean and great products yeah you know and the smile you got you're i don't think you're going anywhere anytime soon and we are beside ourselves to be with high plains gear um it's and hopefully, you know, we help each other, you know, and, and hopefully you're calling me and in a couple of years saying, man, I'm having to hire full-time help. We're having to do this. Our shipping, we had a, a, you know, a complete shipping department we've had to build and stuff. So that, uh, that would be awesome. But until then, it's like, kind of like a good old Ranger boat. You just keep building one at a time and, yep. and people keep wearing them. So I want you to tell our listeners the story you was telling me the other day about, um, I can't remember exactly how it went. Uh, you don't might not even remember what I'm talking about, but it was at Pheasant Fest. Uh, you t told me, you said it was my first Pheasant Fest, and I took X a number thinking X number of material or uh, 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 belts and stuff, and I was just hoping to sell enough to cover my to cover my gas just to get her name out there and tell us how that first trip to Pheasant Fest went. Yeah, so we actually launched High Plains Gear September. We launched a website September 2nd of 2022, um, which isn't a great time to be trying to sell uh, upland hunting gear the month before it starts. So <laughs> it, it went pretty well, and it was it was kind of steady and um, decided to go to Pheasant Fest. And we got to got to Pheasant Fest and got set up, and I bought my buddy, my buddy from uh, 
the Marine Corps. He's the A-team a in sales. He was an officer recruiter and all that. So he's, he's a great guy. And uh, I was like, man, if, you know, I don't know how this can go. Kind of like you were saying and um, thought I had like plenty of stuff and it, we basically sold out and then we were doing online orders. So it was, it was a pretty cool, it was a cool experience to go there. People like appreciate our gear. Um, they saw what we were doing. Uh, they liked, you know, like the pockets and the belt and how it fit. And uh, yeah, I was like, you know, if we go there and sell five, I guess I don't really know what I'm doing. We, <laughs> we did pretty good. So no, it was a, it was a cool experience. Had a lot of fun, met a lot of cool people. So so I guess you're planning on going back to Fest this year. Yep. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be in Sioux Falls and looking forward to that one. Good word, so. good Lord willing, and the plane stand air will be there with you. So yeah. nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. As long as there's no blizzard rolling through South Dakota at that time of year. So we'll have to see how the weather is. I know last year in, in North Dakota, that time of the year, they were getting pelted from then till April. They just got hammered in North Dakota. Yeah. I show up to my buddy's farm here and he had a 12 foot drift just right north of his house and the, you know, interstate 94 all the way across. They basically, some of the overpasses had snowed in and they had taken dozers and pushed snow away from the, away from the interstate. So, I, and the roads are pretty good. When we left, it started getting a little bit sketchy, but made it back, no issues. So. Sport dog. We really are just like you and your buddies obsessed with dogs and hunting. And like you, we spend as much time as possible walking the prairie, roaming the woods, and searching the sky from a waterfowl blind. Sport dog. What's Reese into as far as his hunting and hunting right now? You live in uh, you live in Wyoming in the what would you call that north central region of Wyoming? Uh, northwest corner in Cody, northwest. right outside of uh, Yellowstone. So how's how's the birds this year? Well, I haven't really got out yet because a lot of the chuckers we chase, they should, they should be pretty good. Uh, we have, we've had a ton of rain all year long. So even, um, like a lot in the Bighorn Basin is technically a desert, um, mm -hmm. in between two mountain ranges, but the, the grass was really good this year. Um, no crazy big storms like gully washers or anything like that per se. So the, the chucker population should be pretty good. Um, Saw quite a few uh, sage grouse, seen quite a few um, huns as well. So mm -hmm. we had a rough go the first couple of days of September up in the mountains chasing uh, uh, blue grouse. So that was that was what it was, but we were up there chasing them. So it was still a pretty good time. Um, so we, were, we were talking about blue grouse, blue grouse last night on the podcast with uh, Jeff Printergast of Kansas uh, Wildlife Department. And he was talking about how good at eating. I've never ate a blue grouse. Are they as, are they as good as a rough grouse? Oh, I, I so I've never had a rough grouse, but they're oh. they're pretty phenomenal. If are I they? if I had only one bird, it'd probably be blue grouse. Really? Yeah, they're they're awesome. So he was talking about they reverse migrate. When it gets cold, yeah. they go high. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so, so from what I understand, they're kind of like the Hoover of the forest. And as stuff ripens, they keep moving higher in elevation. And then, you know, when winter comes, that's why it's hard to hunt them in like November, December, mm -hmm. because they're way high on the mountain. You basically need a snow machine to get in there. And mm -hmm. then they're up in the trees eating all the pine needles and stuff. And then mm -hmm. kind of live on that through, uh, throughout the winter. And then the spring, they start going down lower elevations, looking for bugs and what's ripe and just kind of, kind of do that. So it, it is kind of an interesting 
skill that they do. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's something, uh, that I, I'm wanting to get out. Of course, you know, Leslie lived out there forever and mm-hmm. she didn't, and she wasn't a, an uplander or a bird hunter till she, till she met me. And she's like, I did not know that I was living in paradise. She said, I did know. I didn't know. I just didn't like, like we talked about before, you know, it was really getting a dog, not even thinking about the fact that the dog I was getting was a bird dog. And then watching him point everything under the sun. And then that is what really got me thinking about missed opportunity because, you know, I didn't have Willie. Uh, Well, I got Willie right towards the end of my time in Warland. For those that don't know Willie, he's the short hair she had. And uh, I got him from somebody in Cody, actually. And, uh, um, you know, it just an awesome dog. I was like, Oh, just, he's just such a great dog. Well, you know, he was pointing everything and I was like, you know, he has a purpose and a natural instinct. And, uh, that's what really got me like thinking about actually hunting the birds. But as far as like seeing the birds and knowing they were there, I was right in the middle of all that, you know, because I worked for the BLM. So I was actually doing lek counts for sage grouse and I was always out in the field. Um, I was a soils and invasive species specialist. So, you know, I was in the field all the time digging soil pits and, um, you know, out with county weed and pests and stuff. And so, yeah, I knew I was in bird paradise. It just never really occurred to me to bird hunt until the dog. And so I think that's a similar to other people's stories. You know, they, uh, you know, a dog, if you're not a bird hunter, get a bird dog. You will be, you will be, you know? So so I thought bird hunting was, I thought bird hunting was fun. And then I got a dog and I'm like, Oh wow, this is like a hundred times better than being your own bird dog. And then like, I'm to the point now I'm like, if I don't have a bird dog, I'm not going bird hunting. Like it just won't happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you got, you run drop harsh, correct? Yes. 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 Um, how many you got two, three, how many you got now? I got two. And then, uh, we, my wife was stationed in Germany from 2017 to 20. Um, and then I brought one back from there. And then, uh, I think next spring we're going back and bringing back another one. It's really an excuse to go back, go hang out in Germany with some <laughs> like-minded, like dog people and hunting guys and, and have a really good relationship with, uh, with the breeder and I talked to his, his daughter quite a bit on like WhatsApp and stuff. So they just ran the, um, Hegewald last weekend. Are you familiar with the Hegewald? Mm-mm. So it's, a uh, it's basically the fall HZP test and they do a breed show at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the one test where they actually rack and stack the dogs. Um, mm-hmm. and Klaus had five, five dogs from his litter. His daughter had a dog and he tested the, the, uh, that female and she took her score, her score from the test, put her ninth out of 160 dogs and then, uh, her code and confirmation score. I think she ended up like 17th overall. So it's a, I, I think it's like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's like a really big deal. I'd never had a chance to go to that while I was there. Um, I was going to go one of the spring puppy tests, uh, with Klaus and a couple other guys. 
and then of course like COVID hit. So all the tests got canceled and, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was, it, it was, it was really cool. So hopefully if everything works out right, we'll be going over there in May to bring back another dog and drink some good German beer and hang out with some German hunters for a week. So there you go. So it, do you have a problem converting the registration when you come into the States? <clears throat> no, because, um, with the draughts, all the, the on TOEFL or the registration card, they all come from Germany anyhow. So it's a, they're registered. The registry is held in Germany. And mm-hmm. like when they have a litter here, they have, have to send off the information to Germany. And then um, usually I think like six or seven weeks later, right before the puppies go home, you get the actual registration card from Germany. So Okay, so I didn't know. So does AKC not re- uh, recognize no. the draw horse? Okay. No, no. Okay, so you got a real registration. Yeah, <laughs> real, yeah. real, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a real that, registration. A registration card that I can't read really because it's still in German. So <laughs> <laughs> they make apps for that, Reese. I know. <laughs> Google Translate. That's right. That's right. It so, saved me in Germany for three years. <laughs> that, yeah, that's awesome so it's it's great to know that you know you've really got a great foundation dog wise here if you ever want to do your own thing here yeah um, i don't know that i'd ever breed her um she's a little bigger than i want she's not necessarily like the temperament i want i mean she's a good hunting dog i like her um i don't know that i'd ever want to I don't know that I want to get into the breeding. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of selfish with my time. Have you mm-hmm. guys had, had litters? Uh, we've got one that's going to hit the ground in about 10 days. Our first, oh, our first bird dog. Yeah. Litter. And, well, I've, I've had bird dogs through the years, but us yep. together, you know, this is going to be our first litter. I used to run setters. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I used to run setters, cover dog setters. The, uh, you know, the ones that from up North and grouse woods. And oh. actually the line I ran came a lot from West Virginia, but Anyways, yes, I've bred dogs throughout the years, and uh, but Leslie and I are going to have our we're going to be mom and daddies for the first time here in about ten days. Yeah, so the first my first draught I picked up, I was it was out in Washington. He uh, he used to actually live in Wyoming, and I had friends in Cody that had three females out of his out of his kennel, and and we were actually in Africa at the time, and sent an email and went out and picked it up, and we were there talking with his wife and. I said, are you sad to see him go? And she's like a little bit, but not really. Cause it's a lot of work for eight weeks. And you know, that was our 26 litter. And I was like, Oh man, I never looked at it that way. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, if I had some awesome, awesome female that ended up coming down the road, maybe, but, um, and it's, I'm kind of running the same line of dogs because the one I got here in the States, when we were over in Germany, I actually uh, emailed Roger and said, Hey, who do you know over here? Blah, blah, blah. And he gave me Klaus's, uh, Klaus's contact info and contacted him. And Roger got his foundation bitch from Klaus in like 91. So if you look at at their on toffles or registration cards, they're not close enough. You couldn't breed them, but there's a lot of the same, same stud dogs in there. And so it's, it's actually kind of cool. You know, I got a dog from Germany and got one from here and there they're a lot a lot yeah. of the same lines in there so it's kind of yeah. cool so so uh i'm not i mean i've hunted around drop hards before i've seen them at competitions and stuff and you know and uh nabbed events and uh what kind of range on the uh 
on the drop harsh do you get out you know wild bird hunting uh my older dog I'll let her get out there a hundred yards sometimes, especially like hunting chuckers, maybe a hundred, 150. Cause I'm just trying to just cover a lot of ground. My little dog, she doesn't, or little dog, younger dog. Um, she doesn't have a big range on her. She'll run 50, 60 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then, you know, like out here, we'll do some tree rows sometimes and you can't really, you know, with the running pheasants and stuff, I, I tend to keep them in like pretty close when we're out here. Um, doing a big grass field, I'll let them open up a little bit, but they're not nothing, nothing like too crazy. Yeah. So do they, do they, uh, how do they act on pheasants? Do they hold point pretty tight? Yeah. Yeah. They'll hold point pretty tight. Um, my, my younger dog, she, she'll, I, I had a little bit of frustration with her. Um, but she's, she's kind of putting it together. I think she was just like a little bit slower than my older dog. Mm-hmm. Um, my older dog from day one, man, she was just, she was just awesome. And this dog is taking, taking some more work. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll hold them pretty tight and, um, yeah, they're just, they're just a lot of fun. And like my buddy said, he's like, man, God, God had a sense of humor when he made these dogs, big old <laughs> beards. So they're, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. They, they, we got a wire hair. So, yep. you know, you know, to the, you know, even a lot of hunters, you, can't tell a lot of difference between a draw and a wire hair, you know, but you know, somebody that raises draw, somebody that raises wire hairs can tell the difference. Yep. But, um, yeah, they're, uh, of course the wire hair we got, we flew to Oregon and got him. He came from checker country yep. and, uh, the man, you turn him loose. There's of course my short hairs are the same way. We hunt a lot of quail, you know, in Kansas and, and places like that, Iowa, wherever, but, uh, you know, I'm, my short hairs, you know, they'll range four or 500 yards. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's just a little different type of hunting, but you know, it's, you know, I, I've got a buddy, Kenton Bryant that we're going to have on uh, pretty soon. He's a song singer songwriter out of Nashville. He's been on every podcast in the country now, but, um, we was talking today and he said, uh, I said, let's get a trip up and let's go bird hunting. I said, have you got anything planned? He said, no, I just got a bunch of trials. He said, what do you think? And I said, let's go to Kansas. And, uh, he's like, oh man, he said, you know, I run them big dogs. He said, let's go up North Dakota, He said, <laughs> take the horses and, and, you know, his dogs, you know, you turn them loose 500 yards is close for his dogs. You know, that range out, you know, thousand, 1500 yards. Yep. And, um, I've, I've, I've hunted with dogs, you know, like that, but you know, through the years, but I've never hunted off horseback. And so I don't know, he might talk us into going, I'd love, there's nothing more that I'd love to do than jump on a horse and cover some big country, you know? It's yeah, that'd be I'm, a good time. Yeah, it would. And so, uh, it, I'm not going to be hard to talk into it. So I'd say we, if we don't get it done this year, we'll definitely go up on the plains next year. And we might even give you a call and see if you want to ride up and jump. Yeah, on there you go, man. Let me know. Yeah. So have you thought about, um, getting into making any gear for dogs? Uh, a little bit. We've just been like so busy, like launching a small business that I I have a ton of ideas. It's just, you know, and the project we're working on right now is really big. So, Mm -hmm. uh, big as in like time-wise and planning and, and all that and working with another company. Um, so I, I have like a ton of ideas. I mean, there, there's something I use like on a daily basis, 
with the dogs and it just like, every time I use it, it just like frustrates me to no end. And I'm just like, man, I like, I have to do something about this. Cause this is like <laughs> super annoying. So, we so yeah, there's about that there, off the record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, I, I mean, I have a, I have a ton of ideas. Um, it's just, you know, one thing at a time and one foot in front of one foot in front of the other one. So yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's challenging running your, your own business, but oh, yeah. it's really rewarding. And you only have so many hours in a day and you just got it priorities. And I got a list of things and we'll, we'll eventually get there. Mm. Well, I tell you, it's uh, what you've got right now is just blown us away. We're, we're in love with it. And if you look at any of our sponsors that we've ever had, you know, we, we, you are the actually first, uh, uh, first company to come on that we didn't actually own your product before, you know, beforehand. Um, but it was a no brainer, you know, I've, that's a testament to your website for real. I mean, like you do, you do a really good job explaining and, um, showcasing what you have to offer. And so it was like instant excitement when we, when we found it. Yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you didn't find me when I had my old website. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tell you, man, those, though, I, I, I tell you what, I'll just be honest with you. What sold me on the whole deal is I saw those spring loaded pockets and I was like, dude, this guy has something figured out right here that why, and why hasn't everybody figured this out by now? I mean, this is, it's like, you know, it's like some stuff that people invent and you're like, my God, why hasn't that been out 50 years ago? You know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things. It's like, it's a duh moment. You're like, why has ever Upland company in the world not have already got this figured out? This guy has it figured out and we're just in love and we're, we, we love the vest and, and can't, can't wait to see what the future brings. But, uh, anything, uh, you want to say Reese before we wrap it up? No, just appreciate it. Uh, appreciate coming on and, uh, sponsoring you guys and, uh, just looking forward to the next year and got a couple, couple more days of hunting here and then down in, uh, South Dakota. And yeah, it's been a busy, busy couple months. It's going to be a busy couple months moving forward. So lots of hunting and that's, I'm not going to complain about that one. Well, I saw your photo, uh, you put out yesterday and looks like y'all got into some pheasants yesterday. Yeah, we got into a few, so <laughs> yeah, it's going it's going pretty good. And, that, that, and it's nice that bird numbers are up again because there was there were some lean years out here in North Dakota. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, it's been a pretty good time. Yeah, well, I don't know who the guy was on the far left wearing some oddball vest, but you're gonna have to get him straightened out. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh no, it's been awesome. Leslie, you got anything you want to share? Um, just uh correct me if I get anything wrong. Reese, but um, if you want to check out their website, and you do, um, it's uh, highplainsgear.com. Yep. And then uh, they're on Instagram. And you can also, uh, if you can go to Wing Addiction, if you're, if you follow us on Instagram, um, if we don't have it up already, which we might, I think we do, um, it, we should have a link to High Plains Gear on our link tree and in the, in our bio on um instagram so check them out and uh and yeah um just like josh i'm excited to get out in the field oh one last question for you reese have you ever so you've never have you ever rough grouse hunted i did this year for the first time in uh wisconsin well have you ever been to maine that's one I, i there's like four states i haven't been to and that's one of them 
Well, what's uh, what say Reese gets together with us and a few of our other sponsors next, probably October, and and do some grouse hunting in Maine. That doesn't sound too bad. Man, I'm telling you what, those dry hards will really show out in country like that. I I love those 50 to 100 yard hunters in grouse woods, yeah. and I would love nothing more than to get those draughts up there and, and get Reese uh, and let Leslie cook Reese a good meal with grouse. There you go. Leslie's not That's a chef, man. but that Leslie's not a chef, and that's just because she don't have the degree, but man, can she cook like one? <laughs> that's because I'm from the South. So the key to good food, if you're Southern, everyone knows the key to good food is butter or and or cream cheese or oh, yeah. bacon, always bacon. Yeah. So okay. it, it will clog your arteries, but you'll enjoy every bite. So Absolutely. Yeah. Some you good might, old Southern comfort food. You you might die young in the South, but you'll yeah. die happy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Reese, it was great having you on here tonight. And we, I'm sure, yes, we're going to have you back again when we uh, get this product out that we're, we're talking about behind the scenes and we get it out. We are going to put it first on here and let everybody know. And also patrons, uh, check, uh, check high plains gear out, of course, but we're in the works with Reese to have something special for our patrons. Uh, we'll probably be doing some giveaways here in the next few months. So, uh, everybody cross your fingers. And if you're not a patron, jump on patreon.com forward slash wing addiction podcast, because you never know what might come through the work. So we've got the man on the phone right here with us right now. So, uh, I'm calling him out. We might uh, we might have something special for a patron in the near future. But from uh, all of us here at Wing Addiction Podcast and Reese over at High Plains Gear, uh, God bless everyone, and we'll see you on the next podcast. And thanks for listening.